Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. I want to continue what we began last week. And the title of the series, the title of the message is Why Give? Why give? Why is it such a big deal? Why, why is Pastor Matt talking about tithing and giving? Why give? Well, look, why give? Well, number one, you can bless somebody. God has called you to be a blessing so that you can bless others. Can you imagine you're at the place where you want to help someone, but you can't because you're not blessed? And that is, that is not God's will. That is not God's best for us. So serving God, much of serving God starts with our money. Now, I've been saying this for a few weeks now. If I say anything today that irritates you, don't be irritated with me. Take it to God. All right? If I say anything today that troubles you, remember, I'm going to back it up with the word. It could be God is dealing with something in your heart. This is not one of those churches that it's money, 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 money. No, it's not like that. Like I've told you before, this is a great testimony of the faith of our founders and praise God and the goodness and greatness of God. This whole block, this property is debt-free. We don't owe a penny on it. Praise God. But we do want you to be blessed. How many of you know life is better when you're blessed? And it's not just about you being blessed. It's about you being in the center of God's will. Because when you're in God's will, you're going to be blessed. People say that now. They throw it around. Even people, I don't know. I don't think it's code anymore for just believers. Because people tell you, man, hardcore people tell you, have a blessed day, bro. Have a blessed day. That's great. I receive it. I think it's wonderful. But true blessing comes from God and God alone. All right? So let's go into Malachi 3.8. This is in the New King James Version. You say, man, I don't, I don't recognize that version. That's not the regular, usual version that Pastor Matt preaches out of. I like how it flows in the New King James Version because it's very much more direct. I feel like the New Living Translation is... <laughs> Little, little, little modern and, and sweet and more polished. But I love how it begins here. And I'm going to add to it. Will a man rob God? Will a woman rob God? Say, how can I rob God? Yet you have robbed me. This is God speaking to his people. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? Hmm. In tithes and offerings. It says it right there. It says it right there in black and white. You are cursed with a curse. This is what God says. You say, man, I'm not cursed. We'll talk about it this morning. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. How many of you know without God, it just doesn't work out? What the world calls successful means they're good, they're doing well in maybe one or two areas. What God calls successful is properly applying his word and wisdom to do well in every area. In marriage, in money, in relationships, in your health. That is God's best for you because you're, once you've accepted Jesus, you are his child. If you've accepted him before, someone in this house say, I am a child of God. Go ahead. Let's do it again. I'll make sure everybody's on the same page. Say, I'm a child of God. Ah, so you must be important to God. You were important to God before because while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And now more than ever, you're his child, so you're important. Someone say, I'm important to God. Oh, I know you are. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And this is the only place in Scripture that God says this. And try me now in this. Let's hesitate there. Other translations say prove me. Folks, you're struggling in some areas? Start here and try what God said in his word. Just try it. 
Say, man, I can't afford to. Usually when you're struggling, you can't afford to pay several things, so you might as well start by paying God his tithe. You say, man, I don't go to this church. Well, whatever church you choose and whatever church you were planted in, that is where you need to give your tithe at. I'm not hustling you for your money today. I'm hustling you that you would be free and walk in truth and be obedient to God's word and that you would be blessed. I want you to be blessed. Let's keep going. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. There may be food in my house. Try me now in this, he says. Says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Oh, man, we need that. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. That's the enemy. That's the curse. That's whatever's going on. That's the bugs eating your, your crops. That's the, what people call what? Bad luck. Bad, let me tell you, you want me to tell you what bad luck is? We'll talk about it in the next point. Bad luck is the curse. Say, man, I've had luck for 28 years. That's the curse. Nobody just has bad luck forever. And I don't like the word luck anyway. Luck comes from Lucifer. But anyway, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear what? Fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Don't you want to be called blessed and notice that you're blessed and doing good that's God's best somebody said weeks ago and I really drew this in and I'm making it my own obedience to God is success but you want to be successful you obey God because giving is a command let's go to John 14 13 John 14 13 you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the son can bring glory to whom to the father Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Look at this. If you love me, obey my commandments. Wow. You've got you to abide in him and obey him. And when you love him, you're going to obey his commandments. There will be a blessing. Let's keep reading. If you love me, obey my commandments. Is that already verse 15? All right, perfect. Thank you. If you love me, obey my commandments. Let's go to Job 36.11. Some of this is a review. How many of you know review is good? Review is like reps in the gym. If they listen and obey God, they will be blessed with prosperity throughout their lives. What is prosperity? Blessed in every area. Everything's taken care of. Doesn't mean you're not going to come through hard times. That's just normal. Jesus said in this world you'll have trouble, but he's overcome the world. So you've got to be encouraged. Things are going to happen. You say, man, I fell down. Well, get right back up. The righteous falls and gets back up. The wicked falls and they're disintegrated. The wind blows them away. If they listen and obey God, they'll be blessed with prosperity throughout their lives. All their years will be pleasant. How many of you want pleasant times? Doesn't mean you don't have hard times, but most of the time it's pleasant. Wow. All their years will be pleasant. But look at this. Look at the next verse. But if they refuse to listen to him, that's obedience. They will cross over the river of death, dying from lack of what? Understanding. God said in his word, Hosea 4, 6, he's not saying, saying it about the world. He says, my people die. They perish from lack of knowledge. We just don't know. Not that knowledge is the answer to everything, but you've got to know God's word so you're not ignorant. I'm not being a, a bully today. I'm not saying stupid. I'm saying ignorant. There's a big difference. Ignorant means I just don't know. You ever done something crazy because you didn't know? Remember in school, maybe you were one of the kids that said, teacher, what if we didn't know? But you were here that day. What if we didn't know? 
We get in trouble when we just don't know. We make, we make foolish choices when we're not fully informed. So number one today is obedience. Someone say obedience. We're going to review that. Let's put obedience on the screen there if we have it. Obedience. Tithing is obedience. It's just obeying God. You say, man, obedience is a dirty word to me. I'm not listening to anybody. That's between you and God. But I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. And he said in his word in Malachi, you're cursed with a curse because you didn't obey me and you're not doing what I asked. You're robbing me. And if someone will rob from God, they'll cheat, they'll steal, they'll do everything else. Remember that. Say, man, this is a tough word, Pastor. I just want to give you God's word because I'm held responsible. Can somebody say amen? I'm responsible. What you choose to do with it is between you and God. I don't know how much you give anyway or when you give or if you give. It's between you and God, but I want you blessed. I, my opinion will not change about you. But I know you're going to have a lot of unnecessary issues if you don't obey God in giving. And that starts with tithes. Someone say tithes. Tithing is obedience. So we know this, that Jesus died on the cross to break the curse. Someone say the curse. What is the curse? I'm glad you asked. It's sickness, poverty, and death. Poverty is not holiness unto the Lord. We know sickness is not either, neither is death. Everybody's going to die at one point, and God's going to receive you to heaven if you're one of his children. But I'm going to tell you right now, poverty is not a blessing. Some of you growing up, and you had to fight through the food stamp lines and all that, that was not a blessing, was it? There's no shame in that. It doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you finish. There's no shame in that. We were never on welfare or anything. God always provided. But, hey, guess what? God opened the door for dad and mom, I remember, in the 80s, 86, 87, to the food bank. Anybody know the food bank? And, man, that was a big blessing. And, man, that's probably why my hair fell out, eating all that food bank food. I don't know. It's one of my old jokes. I like to use that once in a while when there's new people in the house. We got to the point, you know, because, you know, my parents wanted to make it sound like I was irresponsible that I lost my hair, you know, like I misplaced it. They said, you know, it's all that junk you eat. I'd always do this, John, no offense. I'd always go, John binges on sugar more than me. They're like, I don't know, but your, your hair is falling out, you know what I mean? As it's not bad enough, like I'm heartbroken. I didn't even know if, if anyone would want to marry me. Then God gave me this tall, beautiful woman. Did you see her here earlier? That is the blessing of God. I'm a tither and a giver. I didn't pay for her with tithes, but God blessed me because I'm a giver. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. <laughs> Tithing breaks the curse. Let's, let's, let's put that up. Point two. Tithing breaks the curse. It, what curse? Is tithing going to send me to heaven? No, but it will break the curse of poverty. If you'll start giving today, right now, those of you that are already giving, praise God, this holds true for you too. But if you'll start giving today, this is the poorest you will ever be. This is the poorest you will ever be. God will always give you enough. I don't believe everybody's called to be a billionaire. Maybe not even a millionaire. But God wants to make you wealthy. Why? Say, why? Scripture says it is to establish his covenant that he's given you the power to acquire wealth. It makes God look good. 
Say, I'm in poverty. I can't pay my bills, can't even pay respect, can't pay attention. I I don't have any. Man, Pastor Coy said they were so poor that the poor people called them poor. You start there, but you don't have to stay there. Why? God's best is that the curse be broken over your life. And let's talk about the curse for a minute. Is that okay with you? Thank you, because I was going to go on even without your permission, but I just wanted to involve you. I was going to do it anyway. The curse is anything not from God. The curse is anything not from God. The curse is what we call, right, bad luck. He walked under a ladder, man. A black cat crossed his path. You ever heard those superstitious things? He spilled salt. I'm like, what? Seven years bad luck. What? That's the curse. No. The curse is anything that God did not send. But tithing will break the curse. Let's look, come on. And I'm not, I am not, I need you to hear me. This comes from a place of love and humility. If the government's helping you out right now, there's no shame in that. But I believe with you and for you that God's going to take you to the next level where you don't need the government because you will see that the only G, the capital G that matters, is not the government in your life, it's God. Communism, socialism, they made government God, and it's made a very poor God in places like Russia and Venezuela, Cambodia. See, those places are cursed because they didn't put God first. See, America's still blessed because this was founded on the principles of God's word. Giving and sharing and loving, community, going to church, the basic things. The curse is anything not from God. You don't need constant support from the government if you give. I'm going to tell you right now, constant legal trouble, that's a curse too. It saps time, resources, resources or money. I'm going to go say, say that separately. Time, resources, money. It takes away your encouragement. You feel discouraged. You're afraid of the police. I almost said police. You're just, man, you're, you're, you're struggling. You say, man, there's a warrant out for me. They're looking for me. That is a curse. That's not from God. That's not from God. And you know what? The enemy, he's not creative. He is not creative. And Scripture says in John 10.10, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. That's real plain, isn't it? I was telling Pastor Jen and Dad uh, the other day, we were in a group text. I said, it's amazing. I think maybe Jonathan was in the text. The devil tells you what he's going to do. More importantly, God tells you who the devil is and who the kingdom of darkness is. And people still don't believe it. They said, no, he's not going to take everything. No, he wants everything. He's a hard taskmaster. God says, all I want is 10. I want your life, but I want, just give me 10%. I'll bless you. So you got to look at it in the light of eternity, but you got to look at it in the light of God's word. Satan says, I will kill you. Give tithe to God, or I will take everything from you and destroy you, and he'll have fun doing it, and you'll be losing everything. You guys know the world doesn't play games. Once you get out there with addictions or whatever, Satan is coming to eat your groceries. Have you ever noticed? He wants to wreck you, your relationships, take away your money, make you dependent on the government, put you in jail. You say, man, is that the devil? Well, I'm bringing him up, but it's really, really, our minds aren't renewed, and it really comes down to us. Forget the enemy. It's really our choices, our disobedience to God. So I say it again, the curse is what we would call bad luck. It's anything not from God. I can't make ends meet. That's not God's best. I'm not making fun of anyone. 
Folks have all been there. But you know what? As a young man, I thought I'd be smarter than God. I'll never forget. I was 19 and thought, I'm going to skip tithing a few times. Oh, Jesus. I had a sweet little ride that I was paying for to GMAC at that point. I remember the payment. I remember writing the check. A little Pontiac Grand Am, a red one. Seems like right around the time I didn't tithe, the alternator went out. Flat tire. Tires are low in the morning. It's, it's summer. Why are the tires low? Just problems. Losing stuff. Losing money. I'm going to tell you right now, you'd be better off trying what God says than trying it on your own. Say, I'm going to just try not giving. No, don't do it. It ain't worth it. You'll be playing catch up. Give to God what's his. Give him 10% so 90% is blessed. Otherwise, 100% is cursed. And tithing breaks the curse over your money, over your finances. It is God's best for you. Now, let me say this once again. The curse is anything that just fails to work out over and over and over again. It's habitual. It's perpetual. It's continual. Say, man, this is a struggle. This is a struggle. This is a struggle. That is not God's best for you. You were never called to stay in the curse, but there are many believers who say, no, they just want our money. Let me give you another example before I move on. I've used this example before. Many of you have heard of the Great Depression. So in the 20s and 30s, the United States, the world went into a Great Depression. That was caused by government. That was caused by foolishness, whatever else, because the money didn't leave the planet, did it? It's government and people's decisions and the economy, different things, whatever. But at that point, there was a guy who was a believer, and he was helping out in the soup and bread lines. You have seen those on TV where people, the poor are coming. They're coming to just get a little bit of soup and bread or whatever, right? And this guy was helping out in the bread lines because he was blessed. He was a believer, and he was a tither and a giver. And he said he asked, I don't know how long he helped in those bread lines. I believe it was on the 700 Club back in the day, his testimony. And he said, I asked everybody who came through that line. He'd dole out some soup, and he'd say, hey, do you believe in tithing? He was doing an experiment to see how many tithers were in line. And he said he served hundreds and thousands of people. And he never met one tither in the bread line. Not one. King David said, I was young and now I'm old. And he said, I've never seen the righteous, those who are right with God, forsaken or left to themselves or their seed begging bread. That's what David said in Psalms. And it's funny that the word the Hebrews use for tithing, charity, or giving is tzedakah, and that means righteousness. When you give, you show that you are right with God because you want to give. I'm not saying that giving is just everything in your life. There's different facets, but it's a large part of your life. It's one of the five things we do as believers. We pray, we read the word, we give tithe and offering, we fast, and we share our faith. Real basic. You don't even have to worry. You can read it, and you need to. You need to read the Old Testament, but you don't need to worry about sacrificing animals and goats and all this other stuff. If you love God and you love others, you're going to pray, you're going to read the Word, you're going to give, you're going to fast, and you're going to share your faith. You say, fasting? How does that love others? How is that showing that I love God and others? Well, number one, God asks that we fast here and there. But you also prove that you love yourself, the gift of you, because fasting improves you. And you also prove that you love others because you're going to give them a better you when you're fasting and doing all the rest of these things. You ever just been a thorn in someone's side because you're hard to deal with? You don't have to raise your hand. We've all had our seasons. Don't raise your hand or I'll start counting, right? 
Say, man, I'm just hard to deal with. God needs to work on Seek God. He's going to work on you. And I'm going to tell you right now, fasting will mess with you. That's another, that's another way you give to God is by not eating for a day or two. Make sure you drink water. I'm not promoting the no water fast. I don't want you to die on me. But some of you will fast, and you've been eating such rotten stuff, you'll get a headache, but push through it. Push through it. You get a caffeine withdrawal or whatever, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Just part of what we do. But here's what we're talking about today is how tithing breaks the curse. And when the curse is broken, this leads me to point three this morning. It leads to blessing. When the curse is broken, now God has room to pour out the blessing. Because the curse is broken, now you're at the land of what we call even. Say, man, okay, I'm neutral now. I'm not cursed. But what's next? God says, as you give, the tithe will bring the blessing. Remember, it said that in Malachi chapter 3. The tithe brings the blessing. You say, did Jesus say that? Yes, in Matthew 23, 23. He said, yes, you should tithe. Look, else, look at what else he said in Luke 6, 38. Give and it shall be given unto you. They don't even have to put that on the screen. Give and it shall be given unto you. I'm not going to read you the whole verse. Say, why? Because it is the ancient law of sowing and reaping. Did you know when you plant seeds, something comes up if you water it, right? Real basic. God's best for you is that you sow and reap. God's best for you is that you sow and reap and that you also turn off your phone. Unless that's a video game of some kind for kids, which turn it off anyway. Tithing brings a blessing. Now, let me talk to you about the blessing. You look up the word shalom in Hebrew, we say, oh, that's peace. But there's so much more there. Dave Ramsey talks about financial peace, and it's true. When your money's in order, that's a large part of you having peace, huh? Say, man, I paid that off. I feel good. The bills are paid. I, man, God is with me. He's good. Yes, the blessing is all-encompassing. It covers everything. It's protection, money, ideas, nothing broken. You're not lacking any good thing. You are taken care of. And I testified about this last week, and I'll testify about it the rest of our lives. My wife and I have never made quite enough to be blessed with the things that God has blessed us with. But it's way more than enough to God because we're giving to him, so he multiplies our efforts. My wife was telling me yesterday, she said, it's amazing. As tithers and givers, I don't think she said it exactly this way, but and I, I took it this way. As tithers and givers, we go out on a limb and do something. Say, man, we're going to do this. We're going to make some extra money for this trip. We're going to make some extra money to pay this off. We're going to save for this. God always multiplies our efforts. We get good, de good deals, favor in unexpected places. You know what I like to pray when we go on trips? God, surprise us with your favor today. Surprise us. We had people that just gave us good deals, better seats on, in the aircraft, treat us kindly. It doesn't mean there aren't weirdos out there that are just having a bad day. But even in the midst of that, God blesses us and takes care of us. So protection, money, multiplied efforts, ideas, God wants to pour it out on you. And remember, people will say, well, I give, and they want to sound righteous and spiritual. If you've said this before, you can repent later. We'll provide altar time. But if you've said this before, it said, I give, but I don't want anything back. Excuse me, I'm, I'm looking around. I feel like you lost your mind. I can't find it. Are we reading the same book? I give, I just don't want anything back. Well, you're way too spiritual for me. Because Jesus said, give and you shall receive. 
God said, God Almighty in Malachi 3, through his prophet, he said, prove me now, test me, try me. See if I don't pour out a blessing, you don't have room to receive if you'll just give to me. But if you, it seems like a no-brainer, huh? Don't give, you're cursed with a curse. Give and you're blessed. There's not a middle ground. Say, wait, let, let me see. It's like the mafia coming to you and going, you got two choices. Do this, you're going to be all right. Don't do this, you're going to be dead. Right? But way better than that is God's options. He says, you'll be cursed with a curse if you don't give because you're robbing me. Or just give to me, give to my kingdom to expand my kingdom to, to make me famous. I can hear God saying that. That's one of our goals in life. One of, our, our, so one of the things we need to do is to make Jesus famous by our actions, by our giving, by being part of a ministry, by loving people, by forgiving, being an example. Mm -mm, God wants to bless you. So don't ever say, I don't, I don't want anything back. I'm just going to give. It's gone. No, no, no. You may forget about it when you give, but I promise it's coming back. It's coming back. God's going to bless you with it. He promised. Did you know even Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, he said, cast your bread upon the waters, and after many days it will return to you. Some of y'all from the, I speak hood, say, come on, homie, break bread. I think that means you better, you, why, don't you, why don't you pay for this or something? You know, break bread. Your bread's your money in that, in that case. Cast your bread upon the waters, man. Put your, your giving, base it on God's word, and it'll come back to you even greater. Give and you shall receive. Somebody say amen. Tithing brings the blessing. I need the blessing so much. Let's read through this. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. These are some of the blessings for obedience. Some of the blessings for obedience. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the what? All the nations of the world. Wouldn't you like that? People are striving, kicking each other, stepping on each other, trying to get to the top. No, you can walk in love and God will set you on high if you'll just obey him through giving. He will set you on high. Somebody say, he will set me on high. That's right. Above all the nations of the world. Let's keep reading. You will experience all these blessings, ooh, if you obey the Lord your God. All these blessings, your towns and your fields will be blessed. Mm. Your towns and your fields. Somebody say, my town. Just say, my field will be blessed. Yeah, look at verse 4. Your children and your crops will be blessed. Somebody say, I don't have a garden. Some of you do. Your bank accounts will be blessed. Everything that you do will be blessed. Look at this. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Some of you, most of you don't have a ranch. Anybody in here have a ranch with goats and stuff? Poor, I assume. I'll never forget. I just left the English service one time. It's when I was living in the church apartments. It's, it's a motel now. The church sold it years ago. But I was the manager of those apartments as a young church business administrator and associate pastor about 20 years ago. And I was out there one day. And a guy came during the Spanish service looking for pastor, and he had a goat. He walked up, and the goat was saying my name over and over again, Matt, Matt. Is God speaking to me? Matt, you know. I looked down at the goat, cute little goat or whatever. Might have been a lamb, honestly. I, I don't, I wasn't raised on, I know it was a goat or a lamb. I don't really remember. 
The guy came and he addressed me in Spanish. He said, where's Pastor? I said, Pastor Fabian, he's in service. Oh, I brought him a gift. Did you ever see that gift, Dad? Or did he leave with it? I said, hey, that's cool. Wait till after church because I wanted to see what Dad would say. I'm all cool. Wait till after church. I said, just don't take that in the sanctuary. Or the gift you're bringing, Pastor, will make that a, a sacrifice to the Lord. <laughs> I, most of you aren't ranchers or farmers. But here we are. Dad's a tither and a giver. Someone wanted to bring him a lamb or a goat or something. <laughs> Crazy. It's what the guy had. So the offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Somebody say amen. Verse 5, your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Your kitchen, your storehouse, you go to the grocery store, stuff will last. It will be blessed. Your meals will be blessed. I love verse 6, wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. That kind of covers everything. Verse 7, the Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. Hmm. That's a tail kicking. I said that last week. It's worth repeating. Verse 8. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. Some of you need to have a garage sale. You're so blessed. Okay, y'all know. Some of your garages, stuff's falling out every time the garage door opens. Your closet, it's like hazardous. Beware, caution, you know. Be careful. Give some stuff away. Give some stuff away if you need to. Sell it, whatever you got to do. Verse 9, if you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as his holy people as he swore he would do. You are his holy people. You're set apart. It's not a religious thing. It's a separation thing. He sees you as different from the world. Verse 10, then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord and they will stand in awe of you. You may have to deal with some jealousy, but they'll be all right. They'll get over it. Verse 11, the Lord will give you total blessing. That's prosperity. Blessed and successful in every area in the land he swore to, get to your ancestors to give you. Blessing you with many children, numerous livestock, and abundant crops. Verse 12, the Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations and what? Huh. But you will never need to borrow from them. If you listen to those commands, these commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will always be on top and never at the bottom. Verse 14, you must never turn away from any of the commands I'm giving you today, nor follow after other gods and worship them. We talked a little bit about money before I close today. This is powerful. You ready? It's not deep. You've heard people misquote this. Maybe you have. Money is not the root of all evil. Are you with me? Maybe you've accidentally said that. Well, you know money is the root of all evil. No, it's not. Uh-uh. Money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. Remember, God said, I will give you the power to acquire wealth. Can you imagine God's blessing you with the root of all evil? Does that make sense to anyone? Anybody, let me just see a show of hands. You know, I love surveys. Has anybody paid off something lately that really encouraged you? You said, man, I paid it off. I'm encouraged. Anybody? Oh, praise God. Is that y'all too? Oh, bless the Lord. Raise your hands again. You said, I paid off something. Some of you are like, I didn't have anything to pay off. <laughs> praise God. The rest of you, you're next. You just give to God. He will pay it off for you. Promise. My wife and I have some goals. There's some things we need to pay off from some investments. And we're going to pay them off in the, name of, in the name of Jesus in six months. Will somebody agree with me right now in Jesus' name? In Jesus' name. He's going to pay your debts off too. He is. You're going to make wiser choices and you're going to give to God. Money's not evil. People without God are evil. 
MTV is evil. Is, do they still have MTV? I was going to say the Kardashians are they're pretty weird. They're pretty evil. I don't know. Those people are weird, man. That's a life of trying to mix God and perversion and everything else. That is a weird thing. I don't know who that's for today. But be careful who you're watching and who you listen to. Listen to people that love you enough to tell you the truth. Don't ever be one of those. And this ties into the message. Say, man, I'm never going to hear Pastor Matt preach again. That crazy bald-headed dude, he talked about money again. Well, it's a series for this month. I already warned you, right? But go to get counsel from people that love you enough to not be worried about what you think. Don't marry him. He's crazy. Don't, mar- Don't do that. It's crazy. Uh, they were falling off a cliff, but I didn't want to warn them, man, because they were going to be mad at me. What? They were, can you imagine? I didn't want to warn him. He's been driving 80 miles per hour through the school zone. No, warn him before he kills somebody or kills himself or goes to jail forever. It's uncomfortable sometimes to make adjustments. It is. Speak the truth in love. And I pray in Jesus' name that that is what I've done today. I pray the word has fallen on good ground. You've been a wonderful listening audience, a wonderful church today. Thank you for your attention. I want you to go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. I believe God is speaking to you today. He's been speaking to you. Before we go any further, I need to do something that is very important. Very important. As you bow your heads and close your eyes, family, is there anyone in this house at the sound of my voice that says, Pastor Matt, Pastor Matt, I I don't know where I'd go if I died. I don't know where I'd go. There may be some of you who say, man, Pastor Matt, if I died today, I may split hell wide open. I may die and go to hell. I've rejected God. I've never accepted him. Or I'm a backslider. If you say, I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life today, once and for all, if that's you, there is no shame in it. In fact, there will be rejoicing in heaven. Would you raise your hand today if you need to make Jesus your Lord and Savior? I'm going to pray with you today. If that is you in this house, don't be ashamed. God bless you. God bless you for your courage. God bless you for your courage, sis. Brother, sis. Sis, thank you for your courage. God bless you. Let's get right with God. Let's get real with God. And getting right with God and getting real with God is obeying Him and the authority He has set in your life to protect you and care for you. Would you raise your hands again? Those of you who said, man, I need to accept Jesus. Would you raise your hand again? Oh, God bless you. Y'all, you're touching the heart of God. Right where you are, let me pray this prayer. And you repeat it with me. Today is your coming home day. You're coming home to God's kingdom. Everybody in the house, repeat this prayer, especially those that raise their hands. Say, Heavenly Father. Say, Heavenly Father. I'm sorry for my sin. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. Say, I can't do it anymore. I've tried everything. It brings me no peace. Say, I need you, God. I'm a sinner without you. Say, please forgive me. I'm sorry, Lord. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. Say, I confess and believe that you are the Lord of my life. Say, Satan is not my Lord. Say, I am not my Lord. Say, you are my Lord. Say, I confess you, Lord Jesus. And say, I believe that Jesus died 
and rose again for me. Save me, Lord, from my sin, from my past, from false religion, from hell. Say, I believe. Say, I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen. Real quickly, would you stand to your feet with me today? I want everybody looking at me now, if you're able. If God spoke to you this morning about something, because it's his word, right? It's not my word. I'm not smart enough to come up with all this. Human nature says, save more money to get more money. you got to save, but most importantly, you got to give to God. If there's anyone in this house who says, Pastor Matt, God spoke to me today through the word, would you raise your hand? Let's go ahead and pray. Go ahead. Keep your hands raised to the Lord. God's speaking to you. He's speaking to you still because of your humility. He sees your humility. You're saying, God, I'm not enough for me. I am not enough without you. That's going around. That's saying I am enough. You are enough in God because God is enough for you. I pray this blessing over you. Every head bowed, every eye closed as you raise your hand. Father, I speak life and health and hope and blessing over your people. Their faith is growing because they receive your word gladly. They are rooted and grounded in love. They are, they are receiving exceedingly abundantly above all they ask or think as they give, as they pray, as they believe, as they walk in faith. And today is the day that you change their lives. Today's the day that they become an even brighter light for your kingdom. I thank you for your people in this house, their kind, gentle, receptive hearts, their humility. I speak the blessing over them. May the, may the Lord bless you and protect you, smile upon you and be gracious to you, give you of his favor and of his perfect peace, his shalom peace. In Jesus' name, somebody said, give the Lord a clap offering in this house.